Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, Culture Kids. Thank you for joining us today and happy holidays. Please note that this episode was produced in December 2022 as we are currently on break until January 6th. Stay tuned for lots of new content in store for 2024. See you next year and happy holidays. I love you and we miss you. Hello, culture kids. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Kristen, along with my five-year-old son, Asher. Today... I am so excited because we have a very special guest named Connor that will be joining us, who is also a dear friend of Asher's, and he lives all the way in New Jersey. Connor, would you like to say hi to our listeners? Hello, everyone. Connor is six years old and he is in first grade. We invited Connor to join our episode today because Connor is a big fan of our Culture Kids community. And today, we're going to learn about a very special holiday that happens from December 26th through January 1st, which is just around the corner. Hmm. It's not Christmas because Christmas is from December 24th to 25th. It's a week-long holiday full of festivities honoring African-American culture and heritage. Family and friends come together to give thanks, eat, and exchange gifts. Connor, would you like to introduce what holiday this is? Kwanzaa! Yay! Kwanzaa was created in the 1960s, but it is inspired by African cultural practices. It is also not a religious holiday, but a cultural one. There was a man named Dr. Malana Karinga, and he created Kwanzaa as a way of bringing together the African communities living in America. Also wanted the community to rediscover and honor their African roots. Dr. Milana Karenga, who is an activist and also a professor, created Kwanzaa to help the community come together and also encourage the black community in America to take pride in their culture and heritage. Kwanzaa means first fruits in Swahili. You got it! This is a language spoken in many countries in Africa. Swahili is spoken in more than 14 countries. Ready? Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, Burundi, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, South Sudan, Somalia, Mozambique, Malawi, Zambia, Comoros, and as far as Oman and Yemen in the Middle East. Most of these countries are in East Africa. 
except Omen and Yemen. So Dr. Milana Karenga created Kwanzaa after traditional African harvest festivals and took the name Kwanzaa from the Swahili phrase Matunda ya Kwanzaa, which means first fruits. There are two ways at the end of the word Kwanzaa. Originally, Kwanzaa has one A. But the extra A was added because the word Kwanzaa originally has six letters. But at the first Kwanzaa celebration ever in 1966, there were seven children there. (laughs) And they wanted each child to represent a letter. So they added the extra A to make it seven letters. That's cool. Even though Kwanzaa is an African-American holiday, it is also celebrated outside the United States, like the Caribbean islands and other countries where there were descendants of Africans. It is not a religious holiday, and it is not a political holiday. Also, you could celebrate Christmas and Kwanzaa together. According to Dr. Karenga, anybody can also celebrate and honor Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa begins on December 26th and runs until January 1st. So there are seven days. Each of the seven days represents a different principle or idea. The principles are... Go, go! Unity! Self-determination! Responsibility... Cooperative economics. And purpose, creativity, and faith. On each night of Kwanzaa, the family comes together to light a candle and discuss the principle of that day. Now it's time to introduce the word of the week, which is... Canera. Holder. Ooh, like a menorah for Jewish traditions. Yep, the canera, the candle holder, usually made from wood, holds seven candles, and the candles have a very distinct color. They are red, black, and green, which are the colors of the Pan-African flag. The Pan-African flag is a flag made up of red, black, and green colors. Africanism is the idea that people of African descent have common interests and should be unified. It is a symbol of union for people of African ancestry around the globe. So on the first night, you light the black candle first. This black candle is lit to represent all the people of African descent. After this, you light a different color starting from the ends, alternating between red and green. The three green candles represent the future of African lands and communities. The three red candles represent the hard struggles African Americans faced. learn a little about what families do on each night to celebrate the principle for that day. The seven principles are used for families to do activities together. For example, the first principle, which is unity, can be a day when families sing songs that bring together the community. 
for self-determination. Families can read books or learn about leaders and self-determined people that achieve their goals. Another example we want to share is an important one and my personal favorite. Where? For the fourth day and the fourth principle, which is cooperative economics, families can learn about all the small businesses in their local area that are owned by African Americans and find a way to support their businesses. Families love to decorate their homes for Kwanzaa too. There are several symbols of the African heritage that families use to decorate. Families place a traditional woven mat called a makeka on table to represent the traditions. Other meaningful items are arranged on the mat, such as a basket filled with fruits and vegetables. This represents the harvest. Ears of corns are also placed on the mat, which represents the children. And a unity cup is also placed on the mat. And most importantly, the candle holder goes in the middle. So when the families light the candle each night, first a grown-up pours a little water from the unity cup. This is to remember the family's ancestors. Then the cup is passed to each family member who sips it with everyone chants ha rembe seven times. Then the family will light the canera. Even though Kwanzaa is celebrated for seven days, the big celebration is on December 31st. Hooray! That's when families and friends gather together. They sometimes play music, dance, and sing, too. The last day of Kwanzaa is much quieter. On January 1st, New Year's Day, families spend the day focusing on how they want to succeed in the coming year. Gifts are also exchanged on the last day of Kwanzaa. But a lot of family members like to give homemade gifts, or they give gifts like books, art accessories, or culturally themed products from Black-owned businesses. This is kind of like how we celebrate the Korean New Year. Exactly. We also celebrate New Year with our families, eat good food, and sometimes exchange gifts. There are so many different cultural traditions in the world, but you'll always find that we are more similar than different. Now these are beautiful traditions, but it is more common nowadays for families to participate in a way that fits their family schedules. Oh yeah. Kwanzaa starts right after Christmas, so you can imagine it's a lot of celebrations to prepare in a short period of time. Oh no. And while the holidays all about African culture, people of other races are encouraged to join. Yay! Yay! That's very cool. Maybe this year we can focus on some of the principles that Kwanzaa celebrates and see how we can support our local Black communities here in Los Angeles. Well, that is all we have for today. But we never end our episode without some fun jokes. Since Connor is our very special guest today, would you like to go first? Yes. 
Why was the little boy so cold on Christmas morning? Why? Because it was December. <laughs> You're silly. Okay, my turn. Okay, Asher. Go. How did the reindeer know it was going to rain? How? We left the red nose reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Reindeer rain? Yes. Well, that's all we have for today. Thank you, Connor, for joining us from all the way in New Jersey. If you loved listening to Culture Kids podcast today, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and leave us a review to let us know what you want to learn about next. We always want to hear from you. And for our grown-ups, follow our Culture Kids podcast Instagram page for some cool photos of everything we learned about today. Until next week. For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100 plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me.